Hello and welcome back to Not One of Your Little Friends. An unconventional conversation between mother and daughter about lifestyle, pop culture, and social issues. Hello everyone. We're back with Not One of Your Little Friends. I am Tanya Cross. And Sierra Cross. Um, today we would like to start off with um, our Black Girl Magic section. Um, one of the things that we wanted to highlight was um, the match between Coco Goff Goff Coco Goff and um, Naomi. What was her last name? O Osaka. Yeah. yeah. Naomi Osaka. Um, they recently had a match against each other, and I believe Naomi won, and Coco lost. That's correct. Um, but after the match, Naomi came over to Coco's side and was giving her encouragement despite the fact that she was crying, that she lost, and feeling um, kind of down at, about herself at the moment. And I just, we both thought that that was, I don't want to say necessarily very big of her. Because that's something that should be the norm, in my opinion. When you see somebody who's down and struggling and not feeling good about themselves, as human beings, it's our job to uplift one another. And encourage. And encourage one another. So I just feel like what she did was very human um, and very considerate of other people's feelings. Um, so we just want to highlight that. Um, and also, you wanted to talk about the Black Girls Rock. Yeah, um, I have I got to finish watching the show. I, I watched the replay um, today. And it, it's, it's good. They acknowledge a lot of um, people in various areas um, and so I hadn't gotten to watch all of it so I really can't comment like mm -hmm. I want to on it but it's, it's it has been very encouraging inspiring um, I, I know her was one of the artists um, I know that um, I've seen different I didn't watch the show myself but I saw different like video clips on um Instagram um from the people that I follow. Um I know that Ari Lennox was one of the people that performed. Um she looks really nice in her dress. And they honored Sierra too. Sierra got an award. Do you remember what her award was called? Uh uh I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> but Regina King got an award so far that I've seen um, but it's, it's, it, her got an award too. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's been a great show. Um, so far so good. I'm recording it so I can finish watching it. Um, um I know that I've watched Black Girl Magic. I'm not Black Girl Magic. Black, Black Girls, Girls Rock, the award show in the past. And, um, it's been, it's, it's a, it's, it's a time. I appreciate BT for taking the time out to celebrate us because even though we are a part of 
the black community and the backbone of the black community, we don't really get celebrated for the things that we do that often. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a good um, it's way. It's kind of like expected of us to do things sometimes. Yeah. And people don't take the time to say thank you. Yeah. We appreciate you. Yeah. Because of you, we can. <laughs> As black women, I agree. I agree. So, I'm, like I say, I haven't finished watching this show, but so far, so good. Um, I, I've enjoyed um, the entertainment that they've had and the um, people they have. Uh, Angela Bassett um, also gets an award. That's the part I hadn't seen yet. So, I'm excited okay. to see her speech because I heard that it was amazing. And it was great, so, yeah. But if you watch the um, Black Girls Rock Awards show, comment down below your favorite part of the show and the people um, who you enjoyed seeing getting awards or maybe even people who you thought should have gotten an award and didn't. Um, our next segment is the social media BS. Um... I don't know. I I don't know if it's because I haven't really been on social media like that lately because of how I've been feeling lately. Um, but I haven't really noticed any social media BS, not to say that it hasn't been any. <laughs> um, the one thing that I know about, it's not... I don't want to say it's old because it's not old because it definitely just happened, but um, it's not as current, I guess, but, um, the whole Popeye's sandwich debacle, not debacle, but occurrence, um, recently Popeye's came out with a new chicken sandwich, and it kind of blew up on social media, sales, it it blew up everywhere, (laughs) um, and a lot of people... I don't want to say a lot of people felt the way about it, but a lot of people felt like there should be compensation for social buildups like that. Um, because honestly, it got a lot of hype, and the most, and mainly, and most of that hype came from the black community on social media. Um, I don't know how you would necessarily go about monetizing that support. How would you even monetize that? But, I mean, I can kind of see where they're coming from. Um, but in that aspect, I feel like what we should take away from that, not necessarily that, oh, we should be getting paid for this, but, oh, we see the power that we have, so we should be using it to benefit us and not other people, I guess. Well, I mean, but I I mean, I guess, I guess something, I guess a way, not necessarily compensate individuals, but a way to compensate the African-American community, I guess one of the options could be a call for the company to donate to organizations that support the African-American community or black communities. I mean, I guess that's one way you could, I guess, hold the company accountable as far as sewing back into the community. 
that has sown into you. But I, th I think another thing we have to keep in mind that I think a lot of people miss that Popeyes is a franchise. Yeah. So it it is people of color, it is black people that own some of the Popeyes franchises. So supporting the Popeyes not necessarily quote unquote company. Uh, Right, a corporation. Right, a corporation. I mean, if if a black person owns that franchise, you still supporting a. But then that will require people business. to do research and find out which Popeyes and are black and owned. people. You don't think people take the time to do that? No, because they <laughs> love to have stuff to complain about, but they don't want to have to actually do the work. Right, and I think another thing you were saying that people were saying that. We need to use this same energy when it comes to other stuff, you know, in our community. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be energized and enthusiastic when it comes to the African-American community. But this was just a time for us to enjoy, simply enjoy a chicken sandwich. Like people yeah. were saying, like, the money you invested in Popeye's, you could be buying a house. Can't nobody buy no house for no Oh, no, you're not. I think the sandwich That's is what like... you saw. Because <laughs> that's not what I saw. I, I saw somebody, somebody said that. I, I was like, what? I mean, if people could buy a house, I think the sandwich was four, $3.99, $4.99. I can't even remember how much the sandwich mm -hmm. cost. But someone come in, if I could buy a house without my money, of course I would buy a house. But I think a lot of times what happens um, is that people, people chastise and I don't, I don't know if this all communities, but because I'm a part of the black community, I always see it in the black community. Mm -hmm. They chastise, we're chastised by each other for for celebrating, not necessarily celebrating, but enjoying a moment yeah. or experiencing a moment. Uh, I just don't understand why we just can't have a moment. Why it always have to be, um, carp what they call it, carp compartmentalize mm -hmm. or whatever I, I'm not sure if I'm using the right term like just let us enjoy the moment um, yeah we still know it's important to vote yes we still know that it's important to invest our monies you know in something that's yeah. going to grow but at the end of the day we got to eat I yeah. mean you know and, we, and if we so choose to buy a Popeye's chicken sandwich just so be it you know yeah I mean what I saw was people, I don't want to say necessarily hating, but, like, people just being hateful for no reason. Like, okay, yeah, everybody is hype about these chicken sandwich. I saw it, too. I never ate the chicken sandwich, but I ain't go on social media and comment under people's posts and basically shame them for enjoying a chicken sandwich. Like... <laughs> It's not that serious. Yeah, it's not that serious. And I can under, like, I get it. I understand, like, yeah, okay, if we took all this energy that we putting into talking about this chicken sandwich, we can take that same energy and put it into other things. That I agree with. But at the same time, like, you're not going to encourage, you can't encourage people to care about things by shaming them. I agree. I agree. Even though I'm not one of your little friends, we are definitely seeing eye <laughs> like, to eye on this one because I agree shaming people into being 
active and engaged is not an effective technique. No. I what I did like that came out of that was the guy in uh Charlotte who were asking people if they were registered to vote while they were sitting in those lines. Like that's a way to encourage people without shaming them. Like, okay, right. yeah, all these people is lined up to get um, a chicken sandwich. And you know most of them are black. So let's just make sure that all these people, people are lined up to make sure that they register to vote. Because, like, to me, that was a, an amazing idea. And I was mad that I didn't think about it myself. Very like, innovative. Very, very, very innovative, innovative and forward-thinking. And that's the type of stuff that you have to latch on to in order to get things to change. Like, don't just say things should be this way and leave it at that. Like, actually do stuff to change the way that things are. And I feel like that guy was working within his environment to make sure that other stuff was happening. Right. And that's really, that's really what I feel like we should try to do more of. Yeah, let people be happy with what they're doing, but at the same time, you can be there to educate or you can be there to support when when the opportunity presents itself. Right. I agree. But being there to educate and support doesn't always mean telling somebody they wrong for enjoying something. Okay, that's what you enjoy. That's good. That's great. Well, have you heard about this? Why you enjoying that? Like, that's a, that's a, to me, that's more effective than being like, y'all shouldn't be doing this, da 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 Y'all should be doing this, that, and the third. Like, okay, but what are you doing? And that's another thing that kind of frustrates me is I see, I see that a lot. People telling other people that they shouldn't be doing this, that, and the third, but at the same time, they not doing it either. So, like, what's the point of you going in on somebody if you're not and even... calling them out. If you're not even doing what you're telling them that they should, should be, be doing. doing. Right. I agree. I agree. I just don't... For me, I don't understand that mentality and where it comes from. Because I feel like if I could understand where it comes from, I could do something to, I guess, combat it. Right. But I... I don't think of a matter of trying to understand and figure out. I think you just have people, not all people, but a certain segment of people who just want to have something to complain about. They always have something to complain about. They'll never be satisfied with what's going on because it's not like in the past um, as a community, we have not maximized social media and utilized social media um to bring good and uplift and elevate our community. So I think it happens here and there. It probably doesn't happen as often as it should, but I know people who are using social media right now to encourage and uplift people of the black community. It's not as prevalent as it maybe should be, but it's definitely there. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. So why not why not help them build I mean, if you're not able to build or have a idea to build upon, it's nothing wrong with helping somebody else to build their platform and build what they're trying to do or what they're trying to accomplish. I think the problem with that is you got a lot of people who 
don't like an idea if it wasn't their idea. <laughs> no, because oh seriously, God, like, so true. I'm, no, I'm laughing that. because I agree. I'm dealing with, with that, that like right now at work. Like <sighs> we just got a whole new person coming in to the job that has a certain way of doing things and it's like, okay, this is how we're gonna do it. But at the same time, like, okay, you coming from a whole nother state to a new state. That may have been how y'all did things there, but this is a whole nother state. Things go differently here. Right. Yeah, most of the concepts are the same, but the way that you do things is not going to be exactly the same. Like, I don't... I just don't understand why people don't get the concept of adjusting. Or adapting. Or adapting. To their environment. Because I have to adapt every day to my environment. Like, I have to act a certain way when I'm in a certain place. I have to be a certain way when I'm in a certain place. I have to adapt all the time. So when I come across somebody who can't adapt or who doesn't want to adapt, it's just, it's very confusing and frustrating to me. Right. And then, like, you know, the mindset is... This is how we've done it. This is how we always done it to kind of limits. To me, that limits people because to me, the way I feel about things is as long as the end results are the results we want, your process of getting there shouldn't really matter to me because that's your process. That's how you think. That's your train of thought. That's how you reach that particular end product. Yeah, um, but even going back to the whole Jay-Z situation and what he's doing with the NFL, I, I can understand where you're coming from with what you're saying, but at the same time, like, you got to make it make sense. Like, if you saying that you're going to do something in a certain way and this is how you're going to do it, okay, I should be able to know why you're doing it that way and why that way is better than the other ways. Mm. If we on the same page and we going towards the same goal. I'm going to disagree with that one, see. I'm going to disagree with that one because I think everybody, I think everybody has their own process. Like, just for example, something as simple as washing the dishes. Say, I may prefer to wash my glasses and cups first before the water gets too greasy with other stuff. Mm -hmm. And that way, I don't have to worry about grease residue and all that stuff, you know, <laughs> being in my cups. Mm -hmm. But maybe you pre may prefer washing your cups halfway through or whatever, but the cups still get clean. The cup still get washed. You may have to rinse it out a little bit better, a little bit more, you know, to make sure there's no residue left. But at the end of the process, everything's clean. Does that make sense? Yeah. So really, should it matter how you got there? And then there's some there? people that will come along and be like, "Why are you soaking your dishes in dirty water?" <laughs> so I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's. It's it's hard to it's hard to I'm I'm trying to think of the right word. 
It's hard to have everybody all on the same page when everybody does things so differently. Right. So that's that's why I say let's not try to make everybody be on the same page. Let's just ensure that we all have the the same a common end goal. But mind. isn't that the same thing as being on the same page? Having the same end goal and being on the same page? Right. But I'm talking about, when thing? I say end goal, I'm talking about the end result. Say, say your vision is to uplift and elevate the black community. Mm-hmm. My vision is to uplift and elevate the black community. Okay? Mm-hmm. And understanding what my gifts and talents are, the way I would do that would be different from the way you would do it because you had gift, different gifts and talents. Yeah. As far as what you bring to the table. Okay. That makes sense. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you. Okay. <laughs> Miss, I'm not one. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So that was our social media BS. And before that, we did Black Girl Manage. And now it's time to jump into our topic. And our topic this week is going to be mental health. I myself struggle a lot with mental health. I'm in the process of figuring things out. Um, But I feel like the topic of mental health is very important to the black community. Only because we are in transition and we're trying to grow as a people and in order to grow as a people you have to first deal with yourself and your own struggles and demons honestly right um recently i watched the latest episode of the shop that's a um a hbo show lebron james hbo uh, hbo sports show um with lebron james and uh, Maverick, God, what's his last name? Now that um, you know, I, I can't remember that man's name. last name, but his <laughs> name is Maverick, name. and like he's basically like the co-producer okay. on the show. I now is that the same guy that be talking to the people? Yeah, and yeah. So, now that's one of his best friends from high school, right? Or something like that. I'm not totally sure about okay, that. Okay. I don't want to say yes and then that be the case. I don't know. Okay. But um, they recently had a show that talked about the mental health of athletes and entertainers and what they go through and deal with and how they deal with different situations. Um, one of the main things that was said, and it was said at the very end um, by Charlemagne the God, um, basically he said... If people deal with their own personal pain, they'll stop redistributing it to other people. Ooh. And that made me automatically think about the whole Popeye situation and how people was reacting and acting during that that whole, I guess, uproar or whatever. Like, to me, I feel like the people that were low-key hating and being hateful and saying hateful things to other people that were just simply trying to enjoy themselves, I feel like they were redistributing, redistributing that pain. Okay. And I feel like that happens a lot, not with just people going about chicken sandwiches, but people 
supporting what they support, people believing what they believe, people standing up for themselves against people who don't want to hear them out. Um, and I feel like in order for us to grow as a whole, we have to stop redistributing the pain. Right. But I think what you said in the beginning, a part of the process of stopping redistributing the pain is, is, is self-worth first. Um, you gotta you gotta work on your yourself first and you have to you know change your thought process renew um, your mind and once you work on you and get you right then I think you can be more I know this may sound separate selfish but it's true then you can be more conscientious of other feelings but you gotta get yourself right and I guess because those individuals haven't done the self-work first, that's why they're redistributing that pain. And then when it comes to me and my own personal journey, I feel like I care about other people's feelings too much. <laughs> so, so you think you use the opposite? Yeah, I feel like okay. it's like I care about people's feelings to a default. Like, I'll put other people's feelings before my own. And it's hard because you want to be considerate of other people's feelings and how they feel. Because as humans, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to support each other and love on each other. And so, to me, when I get to a place where I'm just like, well, dang, I I can't care about other people's feelings. Is really disheartening for me right. and hard. Right. And I don't and I don't think it's a matter of not caring for other people's feelings. I think it's a matter of being able to put you first. Um, because you can still put yourself first and still care about other people. Um it, it is possible. Um, to do that, but it's it's a process. It's something you have to grow into. Something you have to develop because I think about like at a young age. You know, I got married young. Um, I had my first kid young. So at that time, I lost my I lost the identity of Tanya, and I got drowned by the role of mother and the role of of wife that I put my desires and what I wanted and my feelings and my emotions on a back burner in order to cater to somebody else's needs. And I'm not saying, you know, like as a mother, of course, a child is dependent on you because they can't do anything for themselves. I get that. I understand that. But I think a lot of times as women, we lose our identity in, in other roles. Just like you said, you lose your identity in your relationships to the point where you, your your emotions and your feelings and your desires is no longer a priority, but it's whoever 
those people you in a relationship with. But I do that in the expectation that the same will be done in return. So if, because if, in my eyes, that's how a relationship should go. And, and it's true. That's how a relationship is supposed to go. But once you realize that, that that's not reciprocating for you, that's when you have to make a decision and you have to make a choice, you know, and you have to decide, I need to choose me. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But by the time I realize that, my feelings are way too involved in the relationship. And, you and into the relationship. it's hard for me to just pull back and walk away because you want to give people chances. You want to be able to let people grow. So it's just, I don't know. I guess it's hard for me to gauge when to pull back. When to pull back, when to give people more time, when to give check second chances, when not to give second chances. But, but, like like I said earlier, it's a, it's a process. It's a learning process. It's something... It's not anything that we that's innate for us. Yeah. It's it's just a, a process of, of I don't want to say trial and error. I don't know. But that's all I can think of. But it's like, just a growth process. In my growth process, I find myself I get defensive now when I see familiar behavior that I know isn't right. And I don't know, like Maybe it's not defensive, maybe it's protective. But when I talk to people, mm-hmm. like, that I'm figuring out, like, if I want to be in a relationship with them or if I still want to talk to them and get to know them, when I t- express these feelings to them, mm-hmm. it's brought back to me, like, oh, you still hurt, you need to deal with that. And I'm just like, but isn't me seeing red flags, knowing red flags, and pointing out red flags. That's growth. Isn't that not growth? I think that's growth. Now, for me personally, I think that growth, and maybe the other person see it as, as defensive or putting a wall up. Because they're feeling threatened because they're they're realizing that, okay, I'm not going to be able to manipulate this person. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and so it's putting them in a position where, okay, I even need need to step up or step out. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I just keep running into situations where I feel like people don't understand where I'm coming from and it makes it hard to get to a certain point with them. Right. And it's just like, I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure my life out. And it's hard, <laughs> like way harder than I was, like I was anticipating it on being hard, but, but not this hard. Yeah, like it's really breaking me down, like being real with myself and confronting my flaws and trying to figure out, okay, this is my flaw. What am I going to do about it? Like, there's no 
blueprint. There's no instructions. <laughs> like I'm a very instruction type right. person. And like, I reason, can follow instructions to a T and right. be good. And the only reason why I'm laughing is because there's no blueprint. There's no instructions. This is this is life. Life is filled of ups, downs, um, experiences, lessons learned. I get uh, all that, but at this point, I just want somebody to come to me, tell me what I need, <laughs> I need to, to do, exactly when I need to, to do it, and do it so that I can be happy again. I just want to be happy. Right, right. I feel you. I feel you. But the thing is, I think the first thing you need to do, though, is define what happiness what happiness means to you what how do you define happiness what is happiness i define happiness by waking up and looking forward to my day like right now i wake up and dread having to get through the day right i wake up and dread having to go to work I wake up and dread having to go work out. I wake up and dread having to just do the everyday Take things thing. that I have to do. What, okay, with that being said, what what do you feel like would, do you even know what would give you joy? What would make you excited? In my eyes, what I keep telling myself, what would make me happy is stability and consistency. Because right now, I feel like I have no stability, and I should have it. I feel like I have no consistency in my life, and I should have it. And I don't. So you th- so you feel like stability and consistency would give you joy? Is it anything... I feel like it would make me happier to a point where I can figure out other things out because right now I feel like I can't figure anything out because everything is all over the place and it's a mess. So if I can, like a big ball of chaos. Yes. If I can just get something, anything in my life to be consistent, I feel like that would make me happy. Because at least then I know what's gonna happen. Right now I have no idea what's, what's gonna, gonna happen. happen. Right. And that scares the shit out of me. Right. And the you, unknown. Yeah. And like you tell yourself, well, you can't be fearful of what's gonna happen because things are gonna happen. But at the same time, yeah, I can't be fearful, but I'm still worried about it. Right. Like right. constantly. I feel you. And I and I think I think I think it's a matter for me. This is me because I, I'm at the point like I, I'm working my nine to five. My nine to five is not <laughs> where I want to be or what I want to do. But I think it's a matter of finding that one thing that keeps you motivated, that keeps you inspired. Um, that for me is. For me, was tapping into my creative side um, and being able to create things by hand. That that's being able to create things by hand is what brings me joy. Um, and I think it's a matter of finding that one thing um, 
that just brings you joy. The one thing that brings me joy is illegal right now, so I can't indulge in it. <laughs> okay. So, there you go. But, I mean, it's gotta be, it's nothing else out there. Did you, did you, I mean, I remember it was a time and a season that you enjoyed, um, what they call it, rhetorical, was it rhetorical, am I saying, am I using the right word? I don't know, rhetorical dance. Rhetorical dance, where you was on the dance team and a part of the dance ministry at one point when you was in high school. At a church? Yeah. What about, what about dance? What about, um, getting back into that? I wouldn't know how to do that. I did it because I was, it was something that I could do at church. They don't have a dance team at the church that I go to now. I would have to spend money to be a part of an adult dance group. Like, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Cause well, if they... y'all know about any dance groups that I would not have to pay to be a part of, let me know. Not necessarily because I think, like, the, the, they have a dance class at the Y, don't they? I think they do, if I'm not mistaken. And then that's another thing, like, even with all these opportunities to figure out what I want to do, I can't do it right now because I'm at work all the time. And then once I get off of work, I'm exhausted like, from being like at work that I don't want to do anything. Any actual curricular activities. That's another reason why I feel like I just need consistency. So that at least when I'm planning out the things that I'm doing throughout the week, I know, okay, I'm going to be at work from this time to this time. So all these other things that I want to do, I can plan around that. Right now... My schedule changes from week to week, and there's no guarantee... That you're going to be off the same day. Exactly, or that I'll even be off for a weekend for me to do the things that I want to do on the weekend. Like, I want to volunteer. I want to be involved in my community. But with my work schedule that I have right now, I can't do it. Right. Right. So, because, like, yeah, I'll have days off, but I'll have, like, a Monday off or a Tuesday off. Things don't because really no consistency. Exactly, things don't you plan. necessarily happen until the weekend, right. or you have Bible study. People have Bible study on Wednesdays, or people do host events on Fridays. It's just like I don't. Most times when I go to work and I work on Friday, I don't get off work till nine o'clock. By right. then, everything's and done. Fine. Right, I feel you. So it's just it's just really frustrating that I want to do. This, that, and the third, but I'm in a position in my life right now where I can't, and I honestly don't know how to get out of it. Right. I feel stuck. I've felt stuck since, like, maybe my junior year of college, honestly. Right. I think... That's the last time I legit remember being happy. Right. And I think it's just a matter of figuring... And I, and I, I think is I don't want you to give up and think there's no hope because it is hope because I think every um, body goes through this transition in their life. Um, so I'm gonna just pray that you find <coughs> that thing and that thing can become consistent in your life. 
So maybe it's maybe it's not quote unquote a class because you say your schedule is is inconsistent. Um, so maybe it's something else you can find that you can be. But you definitely need to do something with your hands. I don't know why I feel like that, but I definitely feel like that. I, I don't know. feel like I have a creative bone in my body, though. Like, that, I'm being so serious when I say that. You don't like, feel like you have a I do bone. little stuff. Like, I used to color in my coloring book a lot. Mm. Be, that was more like, I don't know, I guess a meditation thing for me because right. it was something for me to focus on and just cancel out everything, everything else. else. Right. Have you have you thought about journaling? Or that's nothing you never been interested in either. I mean, in the past, I started a journal, had it for like maybe a couple of days or a week or so, and then didn't write anymore. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know, but I don't know. I just feel like mental health is important. Because it it helps people to sort out their shit. Or it at least it's supposed to help people sort out their shit. And honestly, I know that I shouldn't feel this way. But I feel like I should be able to sort out my shit on my own. Well, because I'm, help those. I'm a single black female. I don't have any kids. I don't have a record. I don't really have any bills to pay. All those things lead to me being able to figure this shit out. And I and I honestly feel like I I haven't been able to. And it and that's it's frustrating for me, it's disheartening for me, and it makes me feel weak. Like my mental stability isn't where it needs to be. Right. But but you shouldn't feel weak. See, then that that introduces stigmas that are prevalent in the African American communities. Sometimes you may just need like an outside figure or objective figure to talk to that it can help you sort out these feelings and these emotions. And be okay with that. And then you have to ask ask yourself, is this something I'll be okay with? Because, I mean, you've heard me say this millions of times. You can't keep doing the same thing and expect different results. Sometimes you got to step outside that comfort zone or that... I guess that that thing you're comfortable with and try something different, try something new. So then you have to ask, is this something I'm willing to do? Am, am I willing to step outside that box and try something different and try something new? And until you can say, yes, I am, then you're going to keep experiencing the same results. Does that make sense? Yeah, but at the same time, like, well, I don't even know what that try something new would even look like. You can start by talking to somebody. Talking to somebody who who would be objective and have an understanding of 
what you're experiencing and what you're going through and help you process that. That that would be a that could be a start. That would be a start. I don't know. I was talking to a lot of different male friends today. Like I talked to um, my friend Randy. I talked to me and Gabby's mutual friend Jadarius. I talked to um, who's the other person? Who's the third person that I talked to today? And it's really bugging me that I'm forgetting their name. It was a third person. I can't... I think it was Justin. Yeah, it was Justin. But we was, like, texting. We didn't really talk on the phone. Okay. But, like, I had, like, really long conversations with Jadarius and Randy today. And, like, I don't know. Jadarius, the way that he may have seemed like he was just, like... He may have seemed like I don't have anything holding me back. So I should be able to just hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Um, which I get and I understand because I also know that I have nothing holding me back. But it's something that's just keeping me from moving forward. Yeah, like I get up, I say, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And I just sleep all day. Because I can't muster the energy to get out of bed to do all the things that I didn't already tell myself that so I'm gonna, gonna do, do for today. Day. Day. Right. So I mean, like, and it's just like I will literally be laying in bed, like, Sierra, you know, you need to get up because you got to do this, this, and that. Yeah, I know I need to get up, but I honestly don't want to get up. I don't want to do anything. I want to just stay in this bed. So I just stay in the bed. And what was the advice of the other person? Randy um, basically told me, like, because he knows that I'm going through the process of trying to um, find another job and what I have to do in order to do that. Um, So, like, I mean, he was trying to encourage me to... Take the steps you need to take. Yeah, take the steps that I need to take. He was just like, you just need to meditate. You need to eat better. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I was like, yeah, I know that I need to do all of these things. Like, it's not that I don't know it. It's just a matter of it actually happening that I'm having a hard time with. And I don't understand why I'm having such a hard time. So you Because have- everything is lined up for me not to have a hard time. So, it's just a matter of implementation. Yeah, and like, mentally just, mentally not stopping myself and being fearful of me putting in my all again into something and then it just not working out. Because that's what I'm really scared of. Like, I spent four years getting a poli-sci degree. Mm-hmm. And I feel like nothing came out of that, honestly and truly, because I studied hard. I got good grades. I graduated with like a 3.6 GPA. Right. But it's just like after I graduated, nothing worked out. And it wasn't because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. doing. So it's just like I got 
to a point where I realized even if I am doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing, things still might not work out. And that really scares me because I don't want to go through the process of spending so much time and, and, energy, and, and energy into something for it to just not, not work. work out. Okay. And that's real. That's real. I mean, that's real. That's a legitimate feeling. But in the same token, you can't you can't allow the unknown to hold you captive either. And I think like, that's like my biggest problem is the fear of the unknown. The fear of not knowing what's going to happen. The fear of not knowing if I'm going to be able to do the things that I really want to do. Like I just haven't overcome that hump. And I honestly don't know what to do to overcome that hump. Well, how you considered therapy? You have been trying to talk me into therapy, but it's just like, Why I don't say know. Me? Like, I mean, I have, but I want you to do it because it's something you want to do. Because it's not going to be effective and productive if you don't want to do it. Why do you not want to do it? Because I honestly feel like. I should be able to do it on my own. But sometimes you need help. See, it's not that... Sometimes you need help and it's okay. Sometimes we need help to overcome. Just like I needed you to help me today. I know I can't do everything and be everything for everybody on my own. Sometimes I have to ask for help. And I understand that sometimes asking for help is okay. And you have to accept the fact that sometimes asking for help is okay. Asking for help doesn't mean you're a failure. Asking for help doesn't mean you're weak. Asking for help actually is a is a, a, a exhibit of strength. Because you come to the fact and the knowledge that I cannot do all this on my own. But as a millennial in the generation of being surrounded by people who are able to do all of these things on their own. It's like, how you know? But you don't know. You don't know their story. You don't know their background. The only thing you see is the outcome, the result. Do you really know these people's struggle? Do you really know what they had to go through to get to this point? I just know... I just know the storyline and the atmosphere of what I have grown up in and the can-do attitude of I can do any and everything and I don't need help to do any and everything because I got this. I can handle all this. I can juggle all this. Like I was in college, like even in college, I was expected to not only make good grades, Work, but also maybe work a part-time or a full-time job and then also find time to volunteer and then also find time to be social and then also find time to like just like juggle a lot of stuff. Juggle a lot of stuff. And I feel like everybody else is able to juggle all this stuff. So why can't I? That, that's, that's the thought process that makes me feel lesser than and makes me feel weak. Because I see all these other people being able to juggle all these different things. And I can't. 
But I, I got this feeling that if you just give therapy a chance, you'll realize you're really not alone. There's other people that's been in your shoes, that's been through your experience, and ended up having a therapist to help them work through the process. And just, you know, and it doesn't have to be a long-term process. Like you said, it's just to help you get over that hump. Identifying that hump and getting over that hump, whatever that hump is for you. I don't know, I guess that kind of speaks to other people and changing the mindset of therapy and what it is and how it can be used and should be used. I don't know, I just always had the mindset that my life isn't that bad, so I should be able to overcome this stuff by myself. I can understand if I was going through this, that, and the third, then yeah, I should seek a therapist to be able to handle the trauma of what I'm dealing with, but I don't really have any trauma in my life. But, but that just goes back to what we said before. Everybody's process is different. Yeah. You know, but, but your, your, this is, this, you can't look at, you can't compare your journey to everybody else's journey. Your journey is your journey. It is personalized for you. And, and if that journey includes having to um, go through therapy and talk to a therapist, then so be it. That's just a part of your journey, and it's okay. Hmm. You can't compare your journey to other people's journey. Well, that was our conversation on mental health, guys. It ended up being about me and my life, but hey, that's life. So, what you gonna do? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like... You need to make some decisions. And you need to find what's gonna be best for you. Because, like I say, you can't keep doing the same thing. The only way way that I would honestly go through a therapist and see a therapist is if that therapist was black. I can't see myself just... Because... Even in school, at one point, I was using the um, student health health therapist Mm -hmm. on campus. And it's like, yeah, I got to express some of the things that I was dealing with, but, like, it was just me talking. Like, I didn't really feel like I got feedback, or I didn't really feel like, I don't want to say that he didn't care, but... I don't know. It just seemed real nonchalant to me. Like, I didn't feel like he was really trying to understand what I was dealing with and going through. I just feel like he was there to listen to me talk. So you feel feel like if you had a black female therapist, your experience would be different? Maybe. But you never know until you try. So at least give it a try. So that way you won't have to ask yourself what if. That way you'll know. <sighs> so give it a try. Okie dokie. So. 
I'll give it a try. Can we end this episode, please? <laughs> well, we don't have to uh, share all of it. We can just share up to a certain point if that's what you want to do. So I want to be real. I want to share all of it. Okay, well, that's fine. So Maybe it'll help somebody else. Never know. How long have we been talking anyway? Let's see how long we've been talking. But, um, so, Sierra has shared her, um, experience. Oh, Cece. <laughs> yeah, we've been here for an hour, y'all. We gotta wrap this up. Y'all gonna get y'all a good little lengthy episode this go around. So, be happy about that. But, yeah, but I, I, I know I've been encouraging you to see a therapist, to experience therapy. And then maybe that process can, you just never know. That's all I'm saying. Well, if y'all have any suggested therapists that you think will be a good fit for me, comment down below. Or if you want to suggest any other therapist to anybody else that may need help figuring things out, dealing with certain things that's going on in their lives, whether that be regular every day-to-day stuff, stuff that's happened in their past that's affecting them now, just always... If you have the information, share it. That's honestly what I try to do. If I have the information and I have the opportunity to share it, I try to share it. Okay. We're done. Well, we will see you guys next episode. Thank you for listening and have a good night. Bye.